0: I'm, I'm willing to ride this out for, you know, however long we do.
1: I'm riding it straight to hell because you're my best friend.
0: <laughs> Aw, girl. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Caitlin, and
1: this is our
0: lovely host, Kate.
1: Hello, everybody. And
0: together we are Hey Beautiful. Uh, we recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. Or one episode at a time.
1: Yeah, one episode at a time. We're we're doing what we can, y'all. Yeah,
0: yeah. Spoiler free, though.
1: Last time we got to tape together in the same room. I know that was crazy. It was.
0: I kept laughing at how ridiculous we were. for well, sure. yeah. I mean, you could hear some of the uh, some of the episode in the background, and yeah. It was. Hey, it's, man. We wa- you got? We, it was basically people listening to us.
1: Watch, watch the episode.
0: episode.
1: <laughs> when you when you got the when you've got the momentum, when you've got the juice, you just gotta hit record, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But A-B-R. it was really funny
0: because we did really sit there for like forty-five minutes. What should we watch? I don't know. How about this? How about this? And then yeah. duh.
1: duh. Duh. Which and and even if we didn't have this podcast, that's probably what we would have ended up doing. Like we would have yeah. picked our favorite episode yeah. and watched that and then just gotten like First, how would it have
0: been? First time in New York, or columns,
1: <laughs> or columns. Yeah, this episode is not. So not our favorite, so no. it might not be a very long episode, but we do have a bunch of legendary moments that we did not read last time because we were just sitting on my couch. Um, totally hitting, unprepared, yeah. That was all recorded on my phone, so which
0: is crazy. It actually didn't sound terrible, sound it sounded great, better than right? our early episodes,
1: yeah. No tea, no shade. It really did, it really did, uh, or maybe all tea, all shade. Um, yeah. all right, so uh, let's just Breeze through these legendary moments that we have from past episodes. I'm gonna start with Miranda's. She wrote in very, 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 very early on. It was probably our first email ever, which That's is great. why it was like buried in my email. Um, so Miranda wrote in about how Lily stole Christmas. And this was when we were like in season one. So thank you, Miranda. You've been a fan since the beginning you're our ride or die and so her favorite moment in how lily stole christmas well we know already that miranda is not a huge fan of lily so watching lily get a little come is is always good when you're not a huge fan so she says um her moment is when ted yells at lily that she never apologized to him this is my favorite episode of season two and top five for the series which is crazy that is crazy yeah. The main reason I like it, and this is an unpopular opinion, but I never liked Lily all that much. <laughs> all right, She's consistent. I always found her a bit selfish and rude. Yeah, she could dish it out to them when needed, but she could never take it. Ted was right to say what he said, and she needed to understand that what she did was a bad thing to a lot of people. Fair. Very fair. That was a tough episode to watch, and we we said that too, so we agree, Miranda. Um, before we go to the next one, just so you know, Caitlin is currently dying of something. We're not sure what. <laughs> it's a plague. It's a plague. <laughs> it's a plague. So uh, just just enjoy that throughout this episode, yeah. guys.
0: Um, it was Chris's birthday. And oh, my God. And we went and got ice cream instead of cake. And I brought a candle with me to the ice cream place, and I popped it in his cone. Mm. And mm. I sang happy birthday by myself. Oh, okay. And Jack and... said, as soon as I belted out the first half He said, I knew you had to sing it on your own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your son is amazing. It was so
0: bad. It was so sad and
1: pathetic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Yeah. You guys will also be happy to know that I asked Caitlin to refrain from eating her movie Uh, theater popcorn as we tape. It's literally a large bucket. She walked in. And just ask for popcorn.
0: I like my snacks. What can I say? All right. So then we have a nice email from Dan. And Dan writes that, I'm now fully caught up on your podcast. They get better and better. Oh, thank you. Aww. I'm loving the sound effects. Same. Lady Rider, blast. I was driving and listening today and honked along with it. Ha ha. Oh,
1: That's adorable.
0: The interviews, love, wait for it, Caitlin's. Then put in parentheses, England. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, shriveled umbilicus of empathy in her dark soul. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yep. really well put. Thank you. Yeah. The growing community of, of friends. Yes, same. You have created a real thing. Do not give up. Oh, thank you, Aww. Dan. Not least, because some of the best episodes, I think, come towards the end of the whole show. Time Travelers is unbelievable. Mm. Uh-huh. And I can't wait to hear what you make of them. Even though it will be May or June 2025? <laughs> by my calculation, by the time you get there? The fuck? Dude, is that true? I don't know. Math is not my strong suit.
1: Yo, that's a long-ass time. Good thing we've been friends for 32 years, because seven years still feels like a lot. But Dude,
0: but we will 40. Aw, Aww. That would
1: be great. Right? God damn. Thanks, Dan. That was scary, but also great. Um, And then Dan also wrote in. He's got two for... um, He's got First Time in New York, and then also... How Lily Stole Christmas. How Lily Stole Christmas. So for How Lily Stole Christmas, he says, For me, as ever, it's the deep message about selfishness and selflessness. In this episode, Ted does everything for everyone else. In particular for Marshall and Lily, where he even sacrifices his Christmas by taking himself off to his cousins so Lily can come home. Then you see Robin nursing Barney through his cold. Marshall sacrifices his studies to get everybody their holiday packages. He says, I love this sequence. It's a mini Christmas movie all on its own.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: On the other end of the spectrum, we see Barney being a spoiled brat (laughs) as he's sick. And... um, Lily starts out being selfish, but finally acknowledges the full extent of her selfishness and apologizes to Ted for being a Grinch. She was kind so of a like Grinch. A, she, she was she was absolutely kind of a Grinch.
0: Which, by the way, I saw some friends in real life who listened to the podcast, um, and they agreed it's kind.
1: See? See? Yeah. Now, we will never know. They voted, too, on the little poll, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a pretty even split between cunt and bitch, so. And here is Dan's for first time in New York. He says, my legendary moment is when Ted gets pushed out of the elevator because he is boring his friends with his stories about the Empire State Building. I love this because it acts as an antidote to the schmaltz of the episode. Just when it's getting a bit too cheesy, Gloria Calderon-Kellett dissolves it with just the right dose of irreverent humor. So true. Very true. So true. Good point, Dan. Thank you for sending all that in.
0: Uh, Next, we have Ronnie. And Ronnie writes to us her two um, legendary moments from First Time in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one is Marshall and Lily's whole fight about her time with Scooter counting. And then Marshall finally admitting it didn't count. And Ronnie wants to know, do you think Scooter put the tip in or just a finger? I think finger.
1: Interesting. Interesting. What do you think? Um... Just the tip? I think just the tip. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody, I know straight people do not consider fingers, like, full sex. Because I've had this conversation hilariously with my sister and mother.
0: I I witnessed a, like, continuation of it with Sarah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) when I said, like, lesbian sex is a lot of different things and there isn't, like, one meaning to it. And I said, sometimes it's just that, depending on the situation. And my sister just kept saying, no, that's not sex. That's not sex. That is not sex. And I said, why do you care? And she's like, because if I had to count those numbers, I would be a huge slut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's that. So who I care. don't. Uh, First of all, who cares what your fucking number is?
1: Oh, nobody. But it's still like ingrained in like heteronormative culture that women are supposed to care about the kind of thing. But we know that <laughs> preaching to the choir. Thank you for that one, Ronnie. We think it's just the tip.
0: <laughs> all right, I and love then that, that was that was asked. And I the know. second one is the jumper suicidal man. Ronnie liked that his perspective changed just with encouraging words, although they were meant sarcastically, still proved effective. I like the reminder of, you never really know how your words impact others, whether negative or positive. Something old boy in the White House needs to be reminded or taught. LOL. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Say
1: it again for the people in the back. <laughs> Amen. That's so true. And we really, well, we, were, we weren't we were completely focused <laughs> on the episode. Uh, no. so, we, so we did leave that out, uh, a, a conversation about the jumper suicidal guy. Yeah. But that is a nice through line to the episode where he just, he keeps getting sort of encouraged to not jump by the different people in the story and they don't even realize it. So good one. Very good one, Ronnie. And then the last one before we get into today's episode is from Sam. And Sam says, I really enjoyed your in-person first time in New York episode. I was initially surprised to hear that you didn't like this episode. As for me, it's not one that stands out in my memory, but I, that I always love when I watch it. I was pleased that you conceded that it was at least a great TED episode, which is probably why I enjoy it so much. It really was. You can you can like hear us our opinion change as it goes on. So um, yeah, true.
0: We're like, oh fuck this episode. Oh, actually I love it.
1: Oh Ted, you're so cute. Well, and they give (laughs) Ted the room. Like he's he's a great guy. Um, as a Ted and Robin fan, I really like the opening sequence of the episode and the song playing is great too, but I'll give my legendary moment to Ted's empire state building fun <laughs> facts. I just love seeing someone love something so much and nobody does enthusiasm for random things quite like Ted Mosby. Take care, Sam. That's hey, true. He is like the height of nerd dumb in the best way.
0: Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah.
1: So, good job, Ted. We're about to see Ted be I I mean, I think just Hammond brings the worst out of him. But this is just such a this is such a tough episode to watch, and I have a theory for why that is, and it's because we don't have our normal director. I was going to say it was
0: Rob Greenberg.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. So let's get into columns.
0: So this is episode thirteen of season two, titled "Columns." It first aired on January twenty second. It was written by Matt
1: Coot. I think it's Kuhn, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, K-U-H-N. Uh, he wrote nine episodes for the show throughout seasons two through nine. Next time we see his work will be season three, Slapsgiving.
1: Ooh. Love,
0: love that episode.
1: All right, so he has some chops. I was wondering if he oh, writes all sure. the episodes I hate. Okay, good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. He actually wrote for some pretty good ones. Sweet. Uh, he's also a writer for Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, okay. Most interestingly... For me, like the, personally, this is I think the most interesting part about him is that he's the sole writer of Barney's blog. Whoa! And he co-wrote the Bro Code, the playbook, the Bro, um, the Bro Code, Bro on the Go, and the Bro Code for Parents, uh, co-written, of course, with uh, Mister Simpson himself.
1: Oh but, wow!
0: Yeah, he's the one who writes for Barney's blog, and there is a blog post for this episode. Cool. Called the Barnabas Stinson Presidential Library.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it's just about basically what he wants it to look like. It's
1: the building. Disgusting. Looks like 10, I'm sure. Basically. Yeah. Oh great. Great. <laughs> and who the fuck is Rob Greenberg, and what is he doing here, and what happened to Pamela? I don't know. That
0: those are questions I don't have the answers for. Mm. But this uh, is one of the seven episodes that Pamela Fryman does not direct. And what's pretty interesting is that Rob Greenberg directs all the ones that she.
1: Does. <gasps> interesting. Yeah. So maybe he's like an assistant director or something on the, on the show or he's around a lot.
0: Maybe, but he's, he's got like up? some up and down episodes. So he also mm. will direct Monday night football, which is next week's episode.
1: Love that episode. That's Me a good too. one. Yeah. Okay. The so Scorpion this- and
0: the toad as well from season two.
1: Ooh. Oh, so, He's not terrible, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Scorpion
0: in the Toad. so good. Yeah, it's okay. a good
1: one. All right, so these people are not trash. They just this is just a trash episode. Yeah, to some degree, it's a throwaway, right? Like nothing. It's after the holiday. Big the happens, right? Right. Nothing big happens, but we we are seeing more of Ted's career this season, and we do kind of have to resolve the Ham and druthers bit. Um, right. So here we go.
0: Right, so we open and it's nineteen eighty-two. And we have future Ted telling us that he's always had the same dream to build a skyscraper and we see a little baby Ted building with some blocks and some little shithead walks over, (laughs) knocks it over, and calls it stupid. (laughs) Poor Teddy boy. Yeah. Um, so then we cut right to present day Ted and he's carrying in a half moon architectural model with some Mm. columns. And he announces to everyone that he's had an idea for the atrium. Columns and right on cue, Hammond walks over, calls it stupid, and knocks it over. So, a nice little callback to Ted's past experience. Yeah. And then we uh, cue the credits, which by the way, I still really love. I still really yeah. love all throughout the show. Like, I never got sick of the opening credits.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's today, it's kind of rare for a show to have a theme song. Yeah. And I just love it. And What I liked about this little opening scene is the juxtaposition, you know, of baby Ted and grown up Ted. And you see how far he's come. And this is the kind of depth of character we were looking for in season one from Ted where he wasn't just like this doofy romantic running around New York City. Like we're seeing that he's really moved up in his career you know, right. he walks he's, in, it's like these little things, like someone holds the door from him when he walks in and they give him you know, his coffee. They give him his coffee. His paper. He's got a, his blazer. You know, like he's clearly somebody now, but can't forget about Hammond. And I I mean, I remember the first time I watched this through. Like you forget the whole Hammond thing. Yeah. But then you realize, oh yeah, that guy didn't get fired. He just got demoted. So now there's this D bag oh. working under him. Yeah. Um, So back at the firm, Hammond is shitting on Ted in front of everyone, saying his ideas are really stupid and played out and obvious. And they give us a little recap of why Hammond is even here. Um, We find out that Hammond was a big deal in the 80s. There's like a little (laughs) photo of him with like a serious mullet. I love it. Um, So I guess he was a great architect in the 80s and then, you know, just kind of continued to be given leadership roles because that's what happens. And we remember Ted basically overthrew him as the lead on this project. And now now both of them are unhappy, obviously, because the dynamics have changed. But Ted isn't just pissed about being Hammond's boss. He's also having trouble being anybody's boss. Yeah. Um, You know, it's. More work and it's less fun, and you're not friends with the other employees anymore. You're in charge, and you have to be more responsible. And so there are all these shots of, you know, how things were before he became the boss and how things are now, and, you know, before he would joke about the boss, and now he's the butt of the jokes. Um, and you're a boss.
0: Do you, do you feel like it's, it's lonely and a hard line to walk?
1: Um, I was worried about it being like that at first, and I think this is pretty early on for Ted, and he's probably feeling the same thing because... I I manage my friends which fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah. Like it's it's tough to have to say you know hard things or critical things, but I think we all worked really hard to establish a lot of candor with each other when we were yeah. just working friends and now it's not there isn't a whole lot of oversight that needs to happen. We've all been delegating to each other for so long. It's like a very creative team and environment, so it's not it's not as top down as this is but we did okay. that on purpose like we didn't want it to feel that way the idea of it's tough and the execution can definitely be tough I mean it changes things it does yeah. um, you just gotta be really careful and it's kind of it's a, it's definitely a learning process
0: so at the bar you know apparently Ted's kind of been relaying what had happened to the group and Robin comments that you know wow he must be really good looking because only attractive people can get away with things like that and I love how Barney and Marshall both chime in. It's so <laughs> cute. Like, oh, it's a blessing and a curse.
1: Oof, tough. I know. You expect Barney to, but then when Marshall does, there are some points in the show where Marshall's self-concept is kind of surprises you and yeah. is funny. This yeah. is one of those moments. Absolutely. Anytime he tries to be, like, smooth and cool like Barney, it's always a good time.
0: I love it. Uh, Barney, make, or excuse me, not Barney. Marshall makes a joke uh to Ted and he says you gotta ask yourself who's the boss so the girls say Angela Ted says Tony Barney though comes out with Mona and he says to watch it more closely cause it'll rock your world and I can't tell if that was like a sexual joke
1: or not but- I mean it's Barney I'm, I I, kind of agree that Mona's in charge you know just yeah. kind of making things happen in the background and she doesn't give two shits about anybody so I was like hell yeah Mona's in charge Mona is the boss <laughs> Uh, All right. Robin's outfit is weird. I don't remember it. It's a buttoned up white shirt with like a frilly front. What is that called? Like an apron in the front. Yeah. And then over it is like a cropped black sweater. That's weird. And but the crop is like right under the boobs.
0: Oh, that's not a good look.
1: Yeah, it's very 90s, I used very to clueless. Like,
0: little boleros like
1: that. Oh, fucking boleros. Like- look. I feel like we've talked about boleros on here before. <sighs> And they remain a very bad article of clothing.
0: Yeah. They make you look like a box. They're they're just weird. They're not cute.
1: They're not cute. Anyway, continue. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So we find out that Ted went to talk to the managing partner about what to do with Hammond, who... And this guy is played by William Scheller. He passed away in 2016. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. He was acting until 2014. He had a 60 year career.
1: Good for him. And he was
0: married to his wife for 66 years, and he passed away.
1: God damn it. Right? That's real sad. I know.
0: But anyway, so he uh, asks this managing partner what to do, and he tells Ted to fire him. Fire him, and, you know, he is terrible, like he sucks. Just fire him. Actually, you will fire everybody, even Mosby. And Ted's like, oh, not Mosby. I hear he's doing some good work. And he gets real serious. He goes, well, tell him he's on
1: thin ice. Just so senile.
0: I know. I love it. And he calls Ted Crosby and, like, holds his face.
1: I like Um, you, Crosby. It's so
0: cute. I love old people.
1: That's a good moment. But this is definitely this episode is showing off like people who are in charge that do not deserve to be in charge. Yeah. Like the way Hammond was. And this guy clearly needs to like get on a nice flow.
0: You're right. And they're both like old white dudes.
1: So. Mm. Commentary. Just said it. Yeah. So upstairs, Barney goes to charge his phone and that's important. And Robin says the key to firing is timing and that He needs to make sure that he doesn't do what she did, which was fire her makeup artist right before she was supposed to go on air. And she ended up looking like a clown. That was a cute little moment. Uh, Ted says he's committed to firing him tomorrow. Barney reaches behind the piano to plug in his phone and finds a nude portrait of Marshall. What? What? So once again, we have the B plot of the story saving a Hammond druthers episode. Yeah. Last time it was Jane Seymour, just yep. sizzling up the screen. And now we have nude Marshall. It's and that. it's like unbelievable.
0: So I, I brought up that exact point at dinner. And Chris and Jack were laughing like, b plots, And I was like, look, like I just learned that lingo from Kate. But, it's, <laughs> you know,
1: and I explained it. That's but real.
0: The only thing that saved the episode was the B-plot.
1: Uh, yeah. Totally. Um, I think they knew it had to be really good because the the A plot is just so hard to watch and so awkward. It really was. I want to know who painted this. I love it. I want to know who painted the the naked Marshall and Barney. So I'll try and find out on on the Twitter sphere, see if Craig knows. Um, You know, Craig, we're on first name basis. You know what I mean? I'll ask. Sometimes they write back. Sometimes they don't. Um, and Robin says, you know, they're all so excited about it. And Robin kind of stops them. And you think she might be sympathetic and not want to upset Barney or not want to upset Marshall. But she says the fact that he's embarrassed about it means we're going to have so much fun with this. So they I are just it. like so jazzed.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you sit nude?
1: Oh, um, probably. I mean, I have it on my bucket list to go to a nude beach. Me too. Because why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? So, oh my God, I do too. I, right? really, I told Chris. Yeah. Does Chris, would Chris do it? Yeah. Okay. See, Liz wouldn't do it. Oh, really? But maybe if I, I mean, I might be able to talk her into it. I'll go with you. Let's do it. Oh. I think I would. I mean, especially if I was getting paid. What if someone saw it? Like Marshall. <laughs> what if someone sees? Um, yeah, I think I would. But yeah. Why not? Not. I'm I'm not shy about that shit, especially in like a, like a mature environment. Who fucking yeah. cares? We're adults
0: though.
1: I feel like ten years ago I wouldn't have said yes, but you know, you get to a certain age and you stop giving a shit and it's yeah, an amazing really feeling.
0: It's, it's an crazy. amazing feeling. It's great, yeah. Very frigged.
1: Gotta tell you guys, it feels great.
0: Anyway. Uh, back at the office, Hammond rolls in about four hours after Ted wanted to talk to him. And Ted's like, all right, he's going to do it. He's about to fire Hammond. He's got this look on his face. Mm-hmm. And then the entire office comes right around with a cake saying happy birthday to Hammond. And his face goes from nervous to joyous in this like beautiful way that I feel like Brian Cranston is so good at. Like...
1: Oh, I mean, he's a great actor, and that's why you hate him so much in this, because he does such a good job.
0: Yeah, he's like, he looks so, oh, oh, Ted, you almost had me there.
1: Yeah. So So I wanted to mention that I actually love Ted's blazer in this scene. It's like brown with like a very subtle check to it. Yeah. And then he has like a thin sweater underneath it. He just looks really good.
0: Yes, the V-neck sweater with the white tank. Or not the white t shirt, right?
1: Um, or, this was gray sweater with like a red shirt underneath. He had oh, like two sorry. layers, but like But it was no collar. Yeah, no collar. It looked really, really good. He looks
0: smart. Yeah. Really I agree. smart.
1: Really, really nice. Looks like he runs shit, which he does. Yeah, now. he looks like a boss. Yeah, he totally like, looks a like cool a boss. boss. But I'm like a cool mom. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it's just another example of Ted being out of the loop because he had no idea they were going to do this birthday thing for him. Right. And like, no one told him about it. If he was still an employee and not a boss, he would have known this was coming. Right. So they're anyway. they him out of it. Exactly. Continue.
0: Ted's relaying the story to the group and Barney offers Marshall a stool to sit on. And you know, Marshall's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they're, they are better for your posture.
1: Marshall, you idiot.
0: He's so sweet. And I McMaster. know. And Robin then hands him a rose. And Marshall's so pleased and then becomes very suspicious because it's like, they're being, you're being really, why are you being so nice to me? No. He knows something's up. Well, yeah. Just then Barney shows everybody his brand new dart.
1: Oh, I love a new dart.
0: Oh, me too. A new, nothing like a new dart.
1: <laughs> and, uh, what a great Ra- bit.
0: Oh, it's so good. They have this rapid fire conversation and it's so good.
1: Yeah, and it's then, great.
0: Once Marshall realizes what's going on, Lily has this I love this little part. She's like, I knew this day would come and it's because
1: she didn't hide it very well. <laughs> she really didn't. By the fucking no. piano bitch. Yeah.
0: No, she didn't hide it well
1: at all. But like what? They moved in like years ago and it's just been back there the whole time. I guess so. That's like so once funny.
0: Lily left.
1: Now mm. you know,
0: I would have taken it and like tossed it. The story about the painting is back in nineteen ninety eight while in college, Lily Wanted to do a nude study, but Marshall didn't want her to pay the Frisbee dude with the soul patch. He was the hottest guy in school. <laughs> Marshall wants his deed to be the only one really sees. That's right. That's right. Boring.
1: <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: You know, whatever, whatever you do is, is right for you. That's
1: cool. Remember when soul patches were the coolest? Yeah. Oh, 90s. I miss you.
0: <laughs> Same. Well, I've got out on my high-wasted acid wash Yes,
1: Asia, uh,
0: yes. Marshall then decides that he'll sit for the painting. So back in present day, he decides to destroy it because it's already caused too much grief.
1: When da, 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 he realizes it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, and this is where they have the conversation about, you know, adults don't make fun of You for sitting nude. So clearly, they're early in their college career where they just feel so grown up and mature. So mature. mature. (laughs) Best friends. Woohoo! Yeah, except people are still gonna make fun of you. It's just friends. It's what we do. Yeah, it's what you do. So down at the bar, Marshall tries to get the painting back from Carl, and there's this great back and forth where. Carl just keeps saying, doubt it, to everything. Marsha says, like, I'll pay you double, doubt it. I'll pay you $10 more, doubt it.
0: Doubt it. You just lost yourself a regular customer.
1: Doubt it. So good. Carl looks good. Yeah, do you want to tell them what you said at the top of the episode? Basically, Carl can get it, is what she said.
0: No, actually, I said I want Carl to take me on my mustache ride.
1: So, (laughs) there it is, friends. There it is. You're disgusting.
0: Like, I forgot about the mustache and I didn't really care what he looked like at all.
1: Yeah. The mustache was not there season one. Yeah. It's coming in nicely.
0: Yeah. I was like, ooh. I oh, love
1: Carl. facial hair. So Carl's great. He uh, is
0: great. He's, and he's so charming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh Robin is loving this game and she's sort of like high on it and just wants to blow everything right away and do all the big stuff right up front. But of course, Barney wants it to be really calculated. He's got a five-year plan, like a five-year rollout for this thing. It's basically going to tour the world with it. But before anything happens, Marshall takes a running leap and dives across the bar. And he and like grabs roars his, as yeah, he does it. And grabs his painting back and runs. So that's the end of the nude painting game.
0: Oh my god, I love yeah. it! I wrote
1: Marshall. Let's have a roar. Aurora. It leaps. Yeah, it was so great. And Robin and Ted head out, leaving Lily and Barney at the bar alone. And Barney admits that he loves the painting. He wasn't making fun of the work. He was making fun of naked Marshall. And Lily says that she actually misses painting nudes. And Barney says, "Paint me." <laughs>
0: You have this like magical twinkling sound that sounds like diabolic in the background. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's he usually just whispers, yeah. Pain, pain.
0: <laughs> I lose it every time. It's so good. We find out Ted actually is going back to the office and stumbles upon a Ham and Druthers alone in the dark. In the dark, <laughs> which is weird. And Ted's like, "Oh, perfect. He's alone. I I got to do this. I got to. I got to fire this dude." Mm-hmm. Except we find out that Hammond's been sleeping under his desk for a few weeks because he's been having some (laughs) marital troubles. And he is, quote, an architect without a home. Ironic. Of course he is. And now again, Ted can't fire him because.
1: He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And this guy's life is in the fucking toilet.
0: Yeah. It's true. It's really sad. Yeah. And we start to see this like (laughs) budding friendship between Mm -hmm. the two of them. And suddenly it's the next morning and Robin says to Ted, so I guess you didn't fire him. And she looks down and sees Hammond snuggled up on the couch in the apartment. So, no, he didn't fire him. And he also had him spend the night.
1: Also, shout out to Hammond's mannish wife. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the phrase. Well, first of all, when he's like, she gives me what I need. I'm like, oh, he gets paid. I know. (laughs) She could provide for me. In the wilderness. (laughs) I was like, I mean, that's also my kind of girl, so I get it, but, like, like I fucking get it. That's great.
0: Uh, yeah, it was really...
1: If we were lost in the wilderness, she could provide for me. <laughs> like, that's like, that's the dream. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Oh, Good on man. you, mate. You know, there's one for everyone, right?
0: Yeah, definitely, yes.
1: My God. Meanwhile, uh, Lily flicks Marshall awake.
0: Remember pajama pants with a satin tie? Aww. That's what she's wearing. I was like, oh my God.
1: That's true. Yeah. Victoria's Secret special.
0: Yeah, I never had that shit,
1: though. So cute. Yeah, no. Fuck that. She's uh, clearly been thinking a lot about Barney's offer, and, you know, Marshall's sleeping like a peaceful baby, so she flicks him awake, and this is actually a great blooper scene, Season two bloopers are very good. I've watched them like a billion times. So this, there's a few from this episode that are great, and this is one of them. So go watch that. Uh, she tells Marshall once he's awake that she found a way to pay for a real honeymoon instead of this nightmare cave labyrinth trip.
0: Actually, How's Caverns sounds pretty fucking awesome.
1: Are you for real? It does.
0: It, they... Yeah, I went on their website,
1: but like but
0: they've all like for a honeymoon. No, I don't want to be like underground
1: ever. Like literally ever. I don't ever want to be underground. That's horrifying. Um, True. Like the, the tunnels in Boston scare the fuck out of me. Some of them go oh, underwater. Right. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Right. Well, I don't need a whole new kind of dark in my life. Is what I'm saying. Like I just don't. <laughs> that's not something I need to. Leave this earth. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, okay. I
1: get it. Yeah, I didn't think
0: about that whole part.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that. Neat. I and I'm sure some of the caverns are like so big that you don't feel like you're underground. But the whole time, I'd just be like, "How do I get the fuck out of here? There's no natural light. I'm gonna die. Everything's gonna gonna fall in. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm sitting in the. The first floor of my house, looking at the ceiling, feeling nervous now.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Just try not to think too much about it. Um, So Lily says she's found a way to pay for a real honeymoon. I already said that. She says they could go to Scotland. Um, And she's naming off all these places. But, of course, all Marshall can think about is Nessie. Yeah. And the Emerald Lock. And <laughs>
0: there's so much supernatural stuff in Scotland. In Scotland.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we get a flashback to Barney's conversation because Marshall's like, how, like, how could you pay for this? It's so expensive. And we see Barney talking about, it was funny when it was Marshall because Marshall has shame. I don't have shame. I have a second awesome gland gland where the shame gland should go. Science anatomy. It's normal, real stuff. And Barney says, now is the time to get a naked oil painting because he's at the peak of physical beauty.
0: He's 31. He's a baby. He's a
1: little babe. And all his shit about, he said about women, we all know Barney is an ass. So right. moving right along. <laughs> at first, Lily says to Barney that he was the only guy that she would ever see naked and he's touched. But then we cut back again and we hear, that $5,000 is now on the table. And so we see them celebrating in bed because obviously she's going to do it. Of course. Would you paint your best friend of the opposite sex? I guess it doesn't even matter. Would you paint your best friend naked for $5,000? Yeah.
0: Yeah, same. I'd paint them naked for like five bucks.
1: For five bucks? I don't care. Like, I mean, it's that, a little what of is work. <laughs> yeah, well, I just mean like, I'm not... The nudity okay. is not the problem. No, it's not yeah. an issue
0: for yeah. me. I'm pretty good with MS paint, by the way. So oh, if you're ever
1: looking. Oh, oh hey. Just gonna say. <laughs> Just gonna throw it out there. Hey guys, check Twitter later this week for Caitlin's <laughs> nude painting of me from Microsoft Paint. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Paint me like one of your girls. Paint me.
1: That is how Barney is gonna pay for their honeymoon. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Um, love it it's a sweet deal man oh absolutely Oof. fuck yeah absolutely god i wish i had a friend who would just throw five thousand dollars at me for nothing
0: oh mm. me too
1: talk about the dream Manish so- woman and also that my oh. dreams <laughs>
0: blue shirt two o'clock
1: blue shirt two o'clock hashtag
0: next thing we see him super chubby uh ted and hammond
1: and when you said chummy it sounded like chubby because you're sick Oh, <laughs> we see a super chubby yeah. Hammond.
0: And Ted. We see a very friendly <laughs> Ted and a Hammond, and <clears throat> Hammond looks really relaxed. Mm-hmm. It
1: also looks like Ted a bit. Yeah, same hair and clothes he's wearing are Ted. It is so weird. Like when when his clothes are on Hammond, you can tell what a specific look the Ted look is. Yeah, like when Ted wears it, it just looks normal. It's, but on an yeah. older guy. And like That's there's so weird. many layers, like it just so many layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was they did a really good job. I think they picked like the most obnoxiously Ted combination of things. Like the jacket yeah. had like snaps all over it. It was like wine colored. It was yeah. like very aggressively Ted. <laughs> Six inch cuffs. <Yeah. laughs> wide open, just wide open. He never no buttons but his and... fucking
0: cuffs. So Chris sometimes would do his shirt like that, like Ted. And I was like. Oh, honey, I like we can't do this anymore. He's <laughs> like no, it doesn't look good. I'm like, it doesn't. It look doesn't good. look
1: good. We gotta move forward. Gotta leave yeah. it behind. Sometimes it's
0: With okay. the cargo pants.
1: No, no, that's a lesbian holdout too.
0: I have my cargo shorts that I'm obsessed with. I have three pairs from. They're like ten years old almost. They're my favorite shorts. They go down to my knees.
1: Uh, my wife has two pairs of pants where the. Bottom half zips off a la Marshall. (laughs) And they are in two slightly different colors of gray. So one time she brought the wrong bottoms (gasps) to the tops of the
0: pants.
1: (laughs) This is what being a lesbian is, guys. This is a lesbian agenda.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: The gay agenda is remembering the right bottom half of your pants. For your zip-off pants. For your zip-off pants.
0: Oh, I love it. You just
1: never know when your shins are going to need a cool breeze, you know? so active so so active
0: (laughs) Hammond and Ted are like super friendly after spending a night together and Mm -hmm. they sit down at this meeting and Ted once again brings up comms and again Hammond tells him that his idea is trash and Ted starts to get really pissed off and well, yeah, he thought, the,
1: he, he thought the problem went away. He's like, oh, cool, I don't right. have to fire this guy anymore.
0: Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're supposed to be friends. But it doesn't mean, like, your bad idea is going to be good.
1: Ugh. It's fair, but Hammond's still a dick about it. Hammond's I mean, definitely, definitely. Hammond's, like, mentally ill. Like, there's an issue. Oh, yeah. There's there... a full issue.
0: Yeah, so, you know, Ted's all pissed off. Cause he's like, what? The yeah, absolute fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you're wearing my clothes and my girlfriend's shoes, because he has weirdly small <laughs> seat apparently yeah but um uh, ted's kind of like what the fuck dude yeah this was not what how this was supposed to happen
1: but hammond's like very clear about being basically dependent on him at this point he's like
0: i kind of need you right now
1: Ah, <sighs> god to be a hammond druthers and just float through life just Be a being, a, being a being dick. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then we cut to the first painting session with Barney, um, with Lily and Barney. Of course, he wants this regal touch to it, which, you know, Marshall's was much more soft and romantic. And he says goofy, but I thought he looked so sweet in it.
0: Oh, my God. I love Right? He oh, looks... His little face is so
1: precious. Yeah. So uh, he pulls out this sword as part of the painting, not realizing that you're going to have to hold it the whole time, buddy. And Lily's painting and we keep getting these cuts to Marshall sitting at the bar, like counting the money. And we hear him say that it's not right as he's counting the cash. And we think that this means that he thinks she shouldn't do it at all. We still think Marshall is being kind of a prude about this, but it's another bit of how I met your mother's sleight of hand. Yes. And he says he couldn't take it anymore. or He could take it no more. And he storms upstairs and we see Barney sort of starting to like waver under the weight of the sword. (laughs) And then just as it's time for him to drop his shorts Marshall storms in and gets a full view of Barney's ass. And this is another great blooper moment because they're in the bloopers. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris for one of the takes goes like fully down and bends all the way over. Like Marshall saw everything for sure. And of course, Jason can't keep it together. So that's a good one. Um, So Marshall kicks Barney out and starts this great moment of reverse psychology where he's yelling loud enough for Barney to hear, because of course Barney's eavesdropping. He's yelling about how wrong this is and how his wife shouldn't be doing this or his future wife shouldn't be doing this for money. And um, then at the same time, he's whispering to Lily that he found this haunted castle to stay in, but it's $2,000 more, so let's get some more money out of this guy. Yeah, like if you threw down five grand, he can throw down seven grand, right? Yeah. And then Barney is standing right outside the door. Marshall opens it and keeps saying that, you know, he forbids it, right? And Barney loves nothing more than a no, right? And Turning a no into a yes, because he's a pig. So, He throws another five grand at them, and then acts like he's the puppet master. Like these people are so easily manipulated by money. It's like they only wanted seven grand, and you just gave them an extra five grand. Yeah, it's an unbelievable lot of money. Yep. So good job, Barney. And this is just the first of many ways that Barney finances a lot of this wedding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like a lot of the stuff that goes into it coming up when we have. the Price is Right episode. What's that one called? Um, showdown. I think it's called The Showdown. Um, we'll see a little bit more of that. So there's that.
0: So they're going to Scotland. Yay. They're going to have an awesome honeymoon. Or will they? I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. <laughs> da, da, da. So at the office, Ted is about to fire brothers again. <sighs> Well, this like generic dude comes up and just serves Hammond with divorce papers. Ouch. Oof. But Ted presses on. Mm-hmm. And Hammond starts reading the papers and finds out that he's getting custody of the remains of his beloved dog. Mm-hmm. But still, Ted continues.
1: He's like, I got to get this done today. Like something's going to happen every day. I need to get it yeah, done I today. Like, I
0: just can't let this. I, this is craziness. So yeah. then the office comes around the corner again with a cake singing. And Ted starts to lose it because he's like, no, no, I'm sorry that your dog died and that your wife is divorcing you. And that And he, as he starts listening, he realizes how like shitty this life, this guy's life is, but he still keeps going on. He's sorry,
1: like, bro. Yeah.
0: Your life is falling apart and that these guys miss your birthday. And then mm-hmm. T- Hammond like clutches his chest and falls to the ground. And Ted's like, <laughs> just like, convinced that Hammond is faking it. And he gets in his face. Like, you're fired, and he's just like screaming at him. Bad, and we see Ted's face through, like, apparently, like Hammond's eyes, mm-hmm. and it gets blurry. Yeesh. And the screen fades out, and then comes back as Hammond's getting wheeled out
1: to applause. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God. And
0: Ted just looks like such an asshole. He's like, You heard the paramedic say I did not cause this heart attack, and that he's gonna be just fine. And
1: mm.
0: he just looks like such an asshole, and it's not because. Of the ill-fitting jacket.
1: Oh, that's a read. That's a read. Yeah, and I mean, he looks like an idiot and a jerk because he keeps trying to explain himself. Like, that's a huge part of it. Hammond Druthers is an asshole. Just because everyone is upset office culture is so weird and people get really weirdly paranoid and they tend to side with difficult people, even against the boss, because the boss is like the enemy, right? Yeah. Like I've seen it happen in my work several times where people have, have like all this sympathy for total nutbags when they get fired or disciplined because they're afraid of getting fired or disciplined, Same. Yep. you know, Hammond was trash and Ted had to fire him. It was terrible timing. Yeah. Um, But the fact that Margarita Fridays just turned it around.
0: It's such a lazy ending. Yeah. Such lazy writing. Yeah. was not very good.
1: Yeah. It was a weird thing to end on. It's like, and then I made everybody happy with Margaritas on Fridays. The end. great
0: idea, boss. Really? Is it? Really? I would rather, like, have seen, like...
1: Maybe, like, one person comes in his office and is, like... We know Hammond sucked, or like the next day, people are like, "Let's talk about columns." Something that showed that it was like that they now understood. The boss,
0: and he's like right. grown into himself, and he's more confident in who he is as a yeah, leader. No, no, and 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 they could have, sh- and they could have wrapped this up. Like I know the episodes are short, but there wasn't enough time to do that because they literally, it was the same fucking thing with Hammond. Like we didn't need to drag it out this many times where Ted couldn't fire him.
1: Yeah, like, there didn't need the to be happy birthday twice every single time yeah because
0: when ted went back to the office and found out he was homeless he was like happy, happy birthday, birthday buddy like it literally came up every time it was yeah. so lazy
1: yeah they could have cut one of those and given him a little more time when he was in front of everybody yeah you know and instead he, of being like but i didn't do it you know be like listen gosh golly gee this was terrible timing but he was an asshole and i know he didn't treat you guys well either so yeah let's move forward and not be dicks the end of, like the that's end. what
0: I expect on this team, is that we're going to support each other and be honest. But right,
1: right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. The ending was a fart. Definitely. But the real ending <laughs> is we cut to Lily finishing Barney's painting. Um, as soon as she finishes, she, like, runs out of the room and asks Marshall if he has the money, and then they run. So it turns out she gave him the Ken doll. <laughs> Which meant she did not paint his pee-pee at all. She left that Little out. Little Barney. Little Barnito Supreme, which is my favorite one.
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: So I don't know how that gets resolved, but they still get the ten grand, hey. Even without the Peter shot. Without the Barnana. That was the other one. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you haven't seen it, there is a YouTube video of their honeymoon. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. We're going to recap it, right? So when we get to the honeymoon, because, yes, they get married. Obviously, this is their third fucking time talking about getting married. There is a YouTube right. video of their honeymoon. It's amazing. If you've seen the whole series, go watch it now. It's, it's it's so good. It is very, very good. I wish they had done more little things like that, but I'm just greedy, and I just want all of the show. Same. same. Yeah. So that's Columns. I mean, whatever. It's a filler episode. It was. It really is. I mean, we don't see Ted grow as a leader. No. You know, he f- he fires somebody, but, like, it's not good. It's not done well, and he doesn't really establish himself as any kind of uh, f- authority figure. No. He's just still being, like, the cool dad. Yeah. Like, don't it's get a- drunk in my office on Fridays. Fuck you.
0: Like, Chris's job... Or one of his old jobs, they used to do that. They would have happy hour on Fridays because they had kegs there, like figurators. Mm, yeah, ice. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: As someone who works in public education, yeah, I don't the idea that. is just foreign to me. I know.
1: I've always worked in schools. So that I just don't like, I don't. I don't know how that right,
0: works. Right,
1: right. The must, raise. Must be right. Nice. Um, All right. So let's get into the legendary moments because we didn't love this episode. Let's see if anybody else did. Uh, uh, and we have two. Both from Twitter. P.S. Follow us on Twitter at HeyBeautifulPod. We're out here sharing fun stuff. Yeah. All right. You want to read the first one?
0: Sure. So our first one is from Abha. And she said that there's no easy way to say this, but in this episode, my legendary moment has to be Barney posting the nude painting. He's devastated because that's his awesome plan that didn't paint, that Lily didn't paint in the picture.
1: (laughs) Yep. That's a good little moment. It is good. The Ken doll. The Ken doll. Gave him the Ken doll. Just totally neutered him. And Thank you, Apa. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And the next one comes from Emma. And Emma says, and she was on Twitter too. Emma says, I just loved when Marshall completely jumped over the bar and stole the painting back. <laughs> so good. That's his, his cry of thunder.
0: What was your legendary moment?
1: Oh, God. Um... I think it was when Marshall stormed in and was like yelling at Barney, or yelling at Lily, and then whispering as yeah. well. I think he did a really good job there of doing both, and it was just funny. It was a good little spot, good little part, and I like when Marshall and Lily conspire together. Yeah. So. Me
0: too.
1: I like that part. How about you? Uh,
0: my well, one thing I want to talk about. None of my legendary moments, but in a moment, but it made me laugh. Is after him we get served with the papers to talk about how his dog died, he goes, she always played too rough with him. I, was, <laughs> I thought of, like, a Mice and men in bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. She is quite mannish, so.
0: It's um, rough. No, but my favorite, my legendary moment is, me." <laughs> I, I don't know if it, in the script it t- said for him to whisper, or to deliver the line that way. So good. But the creepy whisper where, like, Lily had a ask for clarification like yep. what?
1: So good.
0: Baby. Like it's just I love it every single time.
1: Oh, I love Barney. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's columns. Yeah. We did it. And next time we have Monday, Monday night, night, night football. football. Oh, yeah. So that's a really really good one and I'm excited and it's now football season, so it's perfect. Yeah.
0: I feel like I should so get some I'm...
1: wings next time while we're while we're <gasps> watching. Ooh, good idea. <gasps> Ooh. All right. You want to send us out of here? Yeah.
0: So uh, we post new recaps every other week. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. And leave us an iTunes review because it helps other fans find us. Yay. And we like to hear what you guys think about us.
1: Heck yeah. And you can always send us a legendary moment at hey podcast at gmail.com. Next week, Monday Night Football, send us your favorite moment. It's a good one. Yeah.
0: And we hope you'll come back next episode.
1: Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it.
0: This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All.